This is a podcast from Rover. Now I'm a farmer and I'm digging, 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 G'day there, everyone. How are we getting on? This is Rex today, and uh, this is a Friday, the last day of the month, 30th of June. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to be talking with Scott McNeil, who is uh, from Awatoru Enterprises, an artisan fishing and wild food supply company, also doing great things with an outfit called With Wild and the Fiordland Wapiti Foundation. Actually featured a couple of weeks ago on Country Calendar. Haven't seen that episode yet, but uh, very interesting stuff. Scott McNeil in just a moment. Then we're going to be catching up with our man Hamish Mackay because it is a Friday, so we're going to talk a bit of sport. That's all coming up here on Rex. But first up on the program today, Awatoru Enterprises is a small operation, but they're doing very big things. Artisan fishing and wild food supplies. They're based on the Kapiti Coast and they supply the hospitality and restaurant trade. They're also involved with an outfit called With Wild, which are doing very great things with the Fiordland Wapiti Foundation. Well, Scott McNeil from Awatoru Enterprises joins us now. Scott, great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks, Tom. Excellent. Thanks for us no worries. Tell us about the origin of uh, Awatoru Enterprises. When did you start, and what's it all about? Yeah, well, I guess for us, it started. I started commercially fishing about fifteen years ago. That was tough going. It was pretty hard on the on the size of the boat and the, the amount of amount of fish I could catch. Um, it was tough selling into fish sheds and uh, supplying in those realms was really difficult. I guess. Mm. Um, that, I mean, that all went really well. To start with, I guess I had to really just throw myself at it and get my head around this big leap I'd made from building to commercial fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough going, and I what happened? I had a bit of an injury, I guess, and, and wasn't able to fish. So I, I, I went on a trip to Karamea and did some white baiting for a week or so. From there, I brought the white bait back with me, and we, Micah and I, my wife, sort of reevaluated um, how the fishing was going and. And we began supplying a bit of white bait to restaurants um, locally, and then from there it all sort of sort of branched out, I guess. And now now all my catch um, goes direct to restaurants and, and food trade sort of people. And um, we morphed into to selling wild venison, which is also something I'm quite passionate about. So tell us about that side of it. Is that a newer part to the to the business? Well, we've always sold um, wild venison through through various channels, uh, a little bit in the Wairarapa and then, a, and then a large chunk from the South Island. We've been selling wild venison or supplying wild venison for probably 10 years now. Yeah, there's been new developments lately with, with a partnership um, with a company we've formed with a new group called With Wild and the, um, and the Field and Wapiti Foundation. So... How does that work, Scott? What's the what's the, the sort of the deal there that you've got with Wild? Yeah, well, so so the the Wapiti Foundation um, has been formed for, for quite a number of years now, twenty five years, I think. Yeah, um, that's they manage an area of one hundred seventy five thousand hectares in uh, Fiordland, which is which is roughly from Milford to Doubtful Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, well with Wild have, have partnered with the Field and Wapiti Foundation to give them a, a steady partner to market the meat that comes out because historically when the export price was high for venison everyone wanted to get in there and recover the animals Yes, uh, and when that dropped out they'd be left um, with no one taking the meat out so they'd have to resort to culling and just leaving those animals 
on the on the deck in the hills. Um, the group we formed with Wild, or the, the business we formed with, with Wild, a, a sort of food industry, food waste and marketing people, all with, all with a real interest in, um, firstly, high-quality products, wild products that are unadulterated and fully wild, and they're a problem that needs managing, and they're also, when left on the hill, a, a pretty shocking waste of food is as far as we can see. Oh, without a doubt. And for food of that quality as well, nutritional aspects, all sorts of different things, I mean, it's a, you know, that's a bit of a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, I guess, and, and that's something we need to really work at. We've, we've sort of found people love eating venison, but potentially they're a bit afraid to cook it um, because it's so lead. There's not... Um, we, we, we're working pretty hard to try and change that idea, and we, we'd hope that in time, people will see venison as a bit of a cornerstone in their diet. I think it, it, it solves a lot of problems if these animals are getting... There's a demand for these animals and they're getting eaten rather than uh, left or poisoned, to be honest. Well, Scott, it's a great initiative because, um, you know, as you say, they're wild, they're free-roaming, uh, they interfere with the habitats of, uh, you know, native species, etc. We all know the uh, the issues with them. They've been here for just over 100 years. Apparently, actually, it was old uh, hunter himself, Teddy Roosevelt, the old uh, US president there. The first herd was apparently a gift from him. Uh, and, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah and, and now look where we are. Thanks, yeah, Teddy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that that was Wapiti or Elk. Um, that's North right, elk, elk. They call it. Yeah, that's right over there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so interesting story, and that was gift. That was gifted as as a food resource, actually, not not particularly as a as a like a big game hunting species, mm. but um, as a food resource for for workers in, in that area, I guess. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so interesting, really interesting story. And 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 if we think back to that, and the the fact that it was initially introduced like many animals as a food resource or as a fur fur trade resource or depending on what species you're talking about um yeah yeah it's funny how it's morphed right yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's a pretty low opinion of a lot of these animals, I guess. That's right. Well, uh, yeah, as I say, if it was introduced as a food resource, now you're trying to sort of you know bring it back full circle, which is a very good endeavour. And then I've look at having a look at your at your website as well. Geez, you've got some uh, just absolutely stunning stuff there. Everything from as you say your uh, your your seafood that you've got there, right through to all the the, the venison, the wapiti. Um, I'm looking and I'm seeing you've got uh, truffles in there. You've got white bait obviously even honey and things like that i mean it's uh you know it's pretty wide ranging yeah 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 not yeah not a massive range like a big um outfit i guess you'd say but we're, we're, we're really quite particular about what we are supplying and for what reason we supply that um we've through the years we've, we've had product lines that are quite lucrative i guess you'd say uh, you know at, at the bottom line but we've we've found holes or problems with the fact that of how these things are procured, so we're quite happy to drop them. We're quite honest with what we do. We um, we don't like to be caught out with, you know, dealing in something that probably should be left alone. More in respect to Kaimoana, to be honest. Yeah, you're Carpety Coast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't mind getting your hands dirty getting out there. Do you? Do, who does the? Uh, obviously, you've got the uh, the link there with uh, Fiordland Wapiti, but um, do you get out and do a bit of hunting yourself or? Yeah, I do on a yeah personally I do I, I don't um, do it on a commercial level. Right. I have, I have had a couple of goes from the helicopter. Um, yeah, it's 
yeah, she's pretty full on. I was um, going to say that's what the cowboys do, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a crazy industry and, and such a such a fascinating industry. And, and what those guys do to provide the meat is, is is just phenomenal. You know, it's high danger stuff and um, yeah, crazy and just well, it, it's an industry I've been really fascinated with prior to even getting into this line of work. Now the other the the thing about it as well is um, when you're supplying these uh, you know the, this hospitality trade and these restaurants and things like that. I mean, you know, uh, I imagine that once you've established a relationship and they can see that the care and the quality, the selection, all of these things that go into it, uh, you'd build up a good amount of trust over time because people can be rightfully so, uh, you know, running these uh, these kitchens, these restaurants, um, very particular about what produce they serve. Oh, most certainly, that that's coming becoming more and more prominent, I guess as. As time marches on, that you know the food culture's a huge thing, and that's probably blossomed in the last fifteen years. I'd say. Um, I, I, I think younger guys seem to be more interested in being educated about where their product comes from. Most certainly, yeah. We have um, we we see that the demand for for species, particularly fish wise, um, you know that we we never have before. I I, I used to catch kawai, and I. I it was I couldn't give it away, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd call restaurants and see if someone was interested, and they'd um, I'd just about get laughed off the phone. <laughs> is but that yeah, right? In the last five yeah. years, oh yeah, in the last five years, people have the, the fish is really well looked after. It's icky, Jimmy, and it's slurried and bled. Um, the the young younger guys see the effort I've gone to, I guess, with that fish, and 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 the end result, what they're putting on the plate is. It's bloody fantastic, you know. The, that's uh, that 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 particular fish is a is a really underrated one, and it's um, it's amazing how in the last five years people have cottoned on to that. And now now these young guys are aging fish, which to me was quite fascinating to start with, but that's getting pretty pretty close to standard practice for a lot of chefs nowadays. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah. I'm just having a look there at because uh, I was just trying to get my head around the uh, you know distinguishing between Awatoru and also With Wild and I've just yeah, had a look sure. at, at With Wild and so you're a co-founder of uh, With Wild with, with a few other people whose names are all uh, on, the, on the website as well. So yeah. um, so obviously you had uh, your enterprise first and then this it's almost like a collective. Yeah, correct. So, so I was approached from the um, Wapiti Foundation to, I guess, throw some fresh eyes over how how that process of procurement is um, plays out or mm. has played out in, in sort of normal meat trade, I guess you'd call it. Um, to me, it looked somewhat overwhelming. I guess it was a, quite a big project um, compared to the scale of what we were doing. So I, yeah, I, d- I just knocked heads with a, a couple of good guys that I deal with in Auckland um, in the restaurant world and yeah, well, one thing led to another through lockdown actually and, and we all had a bit of spare time and then Zoom meetings <laughs> begun Yeah, and they, and they haven't eaten it since. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. The, most of the group's based in Auckland. Um, they, these are guys I've, I've dealt with and traded with for a long time and, and yeah, it was, it was great to get fresh eyes on this and and, uh, and I guess a deal was struck with the Wapiti Foundation, and, and they've been fantastic to deal with. Um, the guys down there, are, their, their setup's amazing. What they put into it, mostly just about all voluntary, is um, 
is quite incredible. It's yeah. the only it's the only national park or, or um, big chunk of national park anyway in the country that's run by a private entity outside of outside of DOC. Right. DOC have requirements and, and they're under contracts with meeting um, targets with with um, trapping stoats and rats and possums. And also, they've got requirements about how many deer are taken out of that park, be it culled or, or recovered. Yes. Um, and they're just, to, to be honest, setting the standard in the country for um, how these areas are managed. And that, that being probably the most isolated area of the country, um, it's really quite phenomenal. Yeah, she's pretty remote down there, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so the other thing I was going to ask you about was obviously you've got the uh, the supply to hospitality, uh, but what about you know anything direct to home sort of deliveries and things like that? Is, is that in the pipeline, or can people do that now? Yeah, yeah. No. So following on um, from from the country calendar feature the other week, we, we've got it all in place. Uh, um, there's a home delivery set up for so people can buy and get delivered wapiti straight to their door. There's a mixture of products, um, small goods, beautiful venison, wapiti venison pies, um, steak medallions, um, diced meat. So you can. there's a whole range on, on, on the With Wild website that people can go in and make an order and get it delivered to their home. We've got um, inroads at the moment. We're, we're, we're in at Faro Fresh uh, with a ready-made meal. There's... there's any number of pie outlets in Auckland. Daily Bread is one that comes to mind. Um, my food bag are running a wapiti dish or offering um, at the moment. So people are they now? That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's getting quite accessible, and um, we, we're we're really working on the fact that people are sometimes daunted by venison but love to eat it. So so preparing these meals and partnering with great guys. Great, uh, having that great network of outlets with already prepared foods is um, is a good starting point. We think to get people used to eating venison. Tell us about the country calendar episode. I uh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. I did know that you were on it. I haven't seen that particular episode yet. Did uh, you know? Has it all come out all right from your your oh, point yeah, of view? Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Um, Dan Henry and his crew at Country Calendar are pretty safe hands. They they uh, they know how to make a show, as everyone everyone well knows. It's mm. still the highest rating show in the country. It is, uh, yeah. We got a fantastic response from the show. Um, yeah, I mean, he just he just covered the whole project so well. That, um, the conservation effort is a is a big part of what we do, and you know, there's a big why with the with the what we're selling. I guess you'd say. Mm. Um, it's a great little. Yeah, it was just a, such a fantastic overview, right? The, every base was covered, and they uh, they really enforced that the 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 project in that we are funding directly funding conservation efforts in that area. Um, so it's it's a real short supply chain for the for the product, and it's also a short supply chain for the funding back to the Field and Wapiti Foundation who. Who do the immense work of, of trapping and monitoring and um, just looking after that area and making sure it's kept in good nick? 
Well, it's really encouraging to hear all of this stuff, Scott. I mean, you know, people taking it upon themselves to sort this situation out as best they can. It doesn't happen in Wellington. It happens on the ground, right? Yeah, I think it's certainly that. People willing to get their hands dirty and, and muck in and get it done. I mean, it's it's difficult territory. I guess there's a lot of stakeholders within even the the resource or, or the animals themselves, the deer particularly. Um, it's hard to please everyone across right across the the broad spectrum of, of conservation ideals, I guess. But I guess um, we see it as, as, as this is a recovering and using a lot of these animals. Uh, well, this is, I'm talking with my with wild head on, recovering mm. and using a lot of these um these animals, be it be it deer or possums or tar, or um, it, it's an important part of, of conservation. Right, it might not be the entire answer, but it's certainly um, certainly a big part of, 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 of fixing a problem or maintaining a, a maintaining a, a species population is, is probably key because most people are it's sort of dawning on people that you can't wipe out a species that can present problems in itself in a food chain, um, but certainly managing them. And, and if the demand's high and, and, and the products are popular and, and people want the product, you're basically eating your way through um, eating your way through your problem. Yeah. The nation will, nation will take control of that, we hope. I'll tell you what, that's a really good way to look at it too. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate that uh, sentiment, that's for sure. Um, awatoruwildfood.co.nz is uh, the name of uh, the website. You can also have a look at uh, withwild.co.nz as well. Uh, you won't be let down, uh, particularly when you go through that gallery of uh, products at uh, Awatoru, which look uh, bloody fantastic. Scott McNeil, it's been an absolute pleasure. Really appreciate your time. Keep up the good work. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having us, Tom.